One knob threw me all the way off. And then when you find it, you'd be like, ah. Hey, man. Eureka. Because every time I was editing, I was like, it doesn't sound how it sounded when I recorded. So I don't understand what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going, going on. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> What the fuck going on here? So we're back in the studio, guys. Hell yeah. We're back and we're black as ever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we get blacker by the week. Uh-huh. By the way. We're also getting older <laughs> by the week. <laughs> true, 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 true. I true. turned 35 last uh, Friday. Yeah. My uh, co-host turns 35 tomorrow. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing this since we were 29. Oh my God. We were babies. And we thought we were grown. We we weren't babies, but we also weren't grown. (laughs) I don't know. In hindsight, 29 is still... We were in our 20s. We could say that when we started this podcast. True. (laughs) We are middle age, like we're in our mid thirties. Yep, we are certified unks and tts. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I have a nephew that's in college. That's crazy. I know it is. That's the real crazy shit. I know. (laughs) Like what, (laughs) bro? How did we get here? I don't know. I, I just remember I was young and fly at one point, and I'm not that anymore. Literal same. Like we were like cool as fuck at one point. I texted or I called my sister today, and I was like, "Bitch, you are 28. What? How? When did that happen? That she she was younger than we were when we started this shit, bro. <laughs> when did that happen? I remember when you were four. Trying to wear heels. Y'all look exactly like that shit is wild. Yeah, the older we get, I feel like our twinning era gets deeper and deeper. <laughs> um, like you posted that picture. I posted the Spider-Man GIF. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, that's you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's crazy. Shout out to baby sis. Uh y'all uh partying up. At the, uh, y'all hitting the club up? We are going to the club tomorrow night. Uh, I'm not gonna disclose. Did we? Did I disclose it last week? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Did we air it? But yeah, we don't not disclose safety reasons. Even Uh-oh. though this might come out after anyway. So, but still, yeah, we're going out. We're uh turning the city up or whatever the kids say well i'll, I'll be uh praying for y'all from <laughs> home because i won't see neither one of y'all so y'all have a good time we oh honey 
I'm being honest. I have no desire to ever go to a club again. Especially like with new club culture. I don't want to be in a fucking section. Yep, that's where we're going to be. <laughs> hey, I will be cheering for y'all from the comfort of my bed. So, yeah. Um, hopefully it'll be fun. I'm sure y'all have fun. Um, yeah, we're going full blown like rocker theme. So big hair, leather chains, black body suits, platform heels, lots of jewelry, dark makeup. Like we're we're bringing the whole fucking thing. I respect the hustle. In our in our true goth rock star girlfriend era i guess is what you can say you know it's dope we're we're to the age now to where shit is coming back yeah i love that and then we like we knew how to style it back then and now we have like adult sense now so we can really kill it like now we can afford the accessories yes You don't have to like uh, go to Hot Topic or right. <laughs> like make up some shit. My outfit is very Hot Topic. I'll say that. I wish. I wish the only thing I hate now is you can't really thrift. Mm. When we were like in college, you could thrift and come up with some like real gems. Now motherfuckers are trying to upsell everything. Literally. I don't want to spend $20 on one item in the thrift store if it's not like a luxury brand. And then if you get this, I guess, third hand, they be trying to sell it for like $100. It's just like, bro, this shit already used. Like, what are y'all crazy? <laughs> like, um, Wendy says she went to, I'm not going to say the name, one of the vintage stores in Huntsville. And like, she wasn't hip to all of that, but she saw like, like her friend saw a hat that she liked. It was an Auburn hat. And uh, she looked at it. She was like, I'm not paying $75 for this hat. Yeah, bro. Like The other thing is, a lot of that shit is like knockoffs, to be all the way honest. But you could wear like old school knockoffs now because it's still vintage. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not paying. It's definitely not worth it if it's not even an authentic brand. Like, but If it's a 1992 starter. Russell, Champion. Yeah, any real brand. Okay. <clears throat> but no. Hell no, I'm not paying for some shit that you could have got on a, a street market. Literally. But game fucked up. Super fucked up. Like, I want to say it's inflation, but a lot of this shit is just people scamming, like just pure scamming. Yeah. There's no, no other explanation, no nothing. Everybody is just out to get everybody's money. Yep. And not even try to provide a good service. Like, have you been seeing uh, Keith Lee in Houston? Yeah. His experience in Houston is night and day from Atlanta. Yeah. But it's because Atlanta niggas be trying to scam everybody. Yeah. They be trying to uh, come up off you instead of giving you good service and have a good product. Yeah. I just watched... uh... The one where he tried some dessert spot or whatever. That shit was so fucking good. And they got the three different desserts. And he said it was like $30-something, which I'm just like, okay, that's reasonable for like homemade, made-to-order type stuff. Yeah. Um, And he never talked about like 
having an issue getting in contact or having to go and wait in line or them giving them any crazy rules. And I'm like, that really be Atlanta's like biggest downfall is y'all be trying to policy people so much that like you end up with no fucking clientele. I saw one TikTok where a lady was like, the problem with Atlanta restaurants and bars is in place of having a culture and environment, they pass that along to the patron, which is not good customer service. If you have standards and everything, your crew should be on those standards. Mm -hmm. You should not pass that on to the patron. Passing service fees or things like that, I understand passing on to the patron because that's cost of business. Right. But you don't sacrifice your work culture for that. Yep. And that's because a lot of these people are not restaurant or bar people. No. And they're just trying to, they've made money in other places and they're trying to come up the same way. But service industry doesn't work that way. Nope. And that's, you have to provide service. Right. <laughs> so many people trying to come up off of their names by just like putting their names in different avenues. But it's like if you're not fully fucking fleshing out what these different avenues are supposed to be, you're never going to be successful in this shit. Like, no, you can't scam your way to the top. And then plus... They trying to use their names and we don't know y'all. Literally. Like we know Candy Nim and like little baby. And I mean, that Rick goes Ross. A, right. That goes a certain <laughs> length. But a lot of these other people, I don't know you. We nigga. don't know y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a damn. Right. <laughs> give me my goddamn food and give me my drink. People people in Atlanta literally think like as long as as long as they are giving you an aesthetic and a trendy menu, that's all. Because all they care about is people being able to post on their social medias to continue their business. That's it. Not to just pick on Atlanta, too. We could talk about white Atlanta, Nashville. Nashville be doing the same shit. Oh, for sure. And it, it's just all about aesthetics, food be bland and shit. Same type of thing. And now you're seeing that trickle down come to Huntsville. Black owned spots and white owned spots. Food sucks. All these little um, coffee shops, some of them I'm just like, bro, this is trash. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all charging out the ass for it. I do like Gold Sprint. I will admit that. Yeah. I really like Old Sprint's vibe and everything. But there's so many other just little like coffee shops or just want to be like trendy places. And it's just like. There's a couple I want to try, but I haven't yet. Um, This is I mean, it's, a, it's technically a chain, but I, I do like Turbo Coffee. I haven't had Turbo Coffee. I really like Turbo Coffee. I, I just feel like with Huntsville, we we're growing like really fast. but. We are starting to be redundant in what we're bringing to the city and around the city. And I understand we have different boroughs now. <laughs> like, it, used to, it used to always be north side, south side, but now it's north side, south side, Madison, mid city. Decatur is now kind of being included in the shit, you know, yeah. more outskirts, but still. 
Um, this part of Huntsville needs to develop. Yeah. This is the part that, like, you could probably make a come up. It's a lot of areas that I be looking at, like, dang, when are they going to get this shit together? Like, they've been letting this shit go for too long. Hey, man. Come to uh, Northwest Morris Mill, Huntsville, <laughs> and start your shit. You can make some money out here. There's motherfuckers with money. People want places to go have a beer besides bishops and tailgaters. But bring 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 diversity into the city. Like, don't keep putting the same venues or the same types of venues in every community. Like, if you put one thing here, that's just going to have to be the thing. And if people want it, they will travel to it. Yeah. And that's what keeps, like, that's what keeps shit circulating. But y'all want to put... A Starbucks here, Starbucks here, Starbucks here, Starbucks here, Starbucks here, and then four other coffee shops mm-hmm. right down the street from all of those different Starbucks. So now we just got all these fucking street corners with a bunch of coffee shops and and no good coffee. <laughs> literally. Like, come on, bro. Which is why I wish one coffee shop had made it, because that was a good idea. I feel like it would have gotten better over time. I I feel like they probably had to start on some lower end type shit. Yeah, but it felt like everything else they had was good. Yeah. Their food was really good. The food was amazing. It's just, once again, it's one of those things to where you got to have somebody in the culture. You can have the heads of it, but you got to have somebody that knows coffee. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was one of the things that they didn't have. The aesthetic and everything else, the vibe, the messaging, everything was perfect. Yeah. But yeah. But but, especially like you can't get caught up in the dessert coffee either. Cause you, you have your real coffee drinkers who are going to want a good quality black coffee or espresso or, you know what I'm saying? Cold brew or whatever else with none of that extra shit in it. So having a hazelnut, whatever, whatever, and a white mocha this and a ball, like everybody that I you get, can only get so far with that. I get everybody likes a good pumpkin spice vibe. Right. But that is you got like I am one of those people. I drink black coffee. It's real coffee drinkers in in in, in Huntsville. <laughs> and I feel like I'm not even like a super like real coffee drinker. It's just I can my taste buds from like I know what tastes good. Mm-hmm. Especially beverages. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Somebody might figure it out. What I want to see is a black owned brewery. And if I ever get the money to do that shit, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. That'll be super dope. But I'm going to be a nerd about it. That's the other thing. Like, I don't understand these people opening places that aren't, like, passionate about it. Mm-hmm. If I open a spot, just me, uh, my personality, I always do deep dives. Same. So, like, I would just, my life would be about, like, if I opened a coffee shop, my life would be about coffee. And trying to figure out the best way to make the best product. But the thing is, with capitalism, people be trying to skip steps. Yep. 
and trying to make it for the lowest cost. Now, cost is very important, but you cannot sac- sacrifice quality. Yep. And people be trying to sacrifice quality and yep. expect you to just pay premium price for something because they think it's premium, even though it's not. Yep. Damn, we spit. They they <laughs> want it to be premium. Right. They're in a premium mindset. But they product ain't. But you ain't giving us premium quality. Yeah. People don't know about that. People don't know about that. Those are the motherfuckers who are on that, like, you got to have seven streams of income to touch real wealth, fucking nine to five. You'll never get real wealth working or not. Those are those. That's what those kind of people do. Who People who just start businesses up and just try to funnel money out of them as quick as possible. And the older I get, the more I realize I think those people are also scamming on the side. If you don't see certain things, it's because it ain't there. Not for real. I think maybe when they first opened, you would see, you know, stories here and there, but like. It don't make no sense. But they they still open. That's why I'm saying I don't think it's it's on the up and up. Everybody ain't stupid. But low key, that's also why, like, I mean, I wanted this to work out or the podcast. But I figured, like, when you were talking about going to Nashville, I was like, hey, bro, you can stay here and make this shit. Yeah. And it's starting to turn now. Yep. But, like, it's money to be made in the city. But the other thing is money to be made if you're doing honest shit. Everybody trying to be a goddamn Batman villain <laughs> and do, like, some just nefarious shit. Y'all trying to pull the wool over our eyes, but I ain't buying it. We can see you. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't stupid. But yeah, bro. Like I've noticed. Like I just been peeping shit. Like the reason what I, what really solidified it for me was like all the money that I just made in the last two three months gone. Business expenses, regular life expenses. Like if you're really putting money back into your business to keep it going, to keep it growing. Some shit just ain't feasible. Like, right. It's because it's outside income from something that's probably illegal. It's only so many dope boys that can go around. These no boys ain't that big in Huntsville. For like the big bonds are not from here. They come in and out. I'm sure. The people that are from here that are the dope boys, they've been dope boys since before that. I was probably going to say early 2000s. Right. And even them, some of that, those ones are dying off now. Yeah, because the shit ain't. That's why, like, also, these girls that be dating these. These niggas is trapping or got motion. These niggas ain't got no goddamn money. Bro, I've seen it in real time. I see it every fucking day. For myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not making fucking sense. What's the point in risking your freedom to just 
make an $80 profit. Because they're not business people. They think that you can trap and, like, bro, it's still work. That's the thing. Motherfuckers don't get that shit. If you're doing illegal shit, you still got to work. You Yeah, you have to be able to cover your shit up. And you have to have if bond nothing, money. If nothing else, yeah, and you got to have bond money. Because they going to get you. And that's what I keep like I keep telling motherfuckers. Now I'm like, twelve ain't fucking playing in these streets. Um, they out out everywhere all the time. And they cracking down on scamming too. They catching up. I'm not even surprised because the amount of scam text messages I've been getting. I got a fake text today from Redstone, and I was like, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it was a text that was like, um. Did you authorize this two hundred and fifty dollar transaction to Kelvin at Redstone? I'm like, I don't even fucking know a Kelvin. And first of all, y'all wouldn't have even put his name in the message, right? And all. Like, <laughs> please. But yeah, like <clears throat> we went to seven oh eight last weekend just to meet up with some of me and my sister's old like church friends after Iron Bowl. We was only there for like an hour, and it was early. It was like. Seven, we got there, maybe like 8.30 when we left. And police came zooming in right down, whatever that fucking street is called. It started with a P that 708 is on. I forget. Well, I no. no wait, 708. What's that little street? It's right off of fucking um, Jordan. No, it's right, it's right off of Pulaski. I know where you're talking about. Anyway. It's that little light you turn off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, three cops came zooming down, parked right there in at the projects. Right there. Because, you know, here's 708. It's projects here. It's projects over here. Projects right here. The little white houses. Three cops pulled right in behind this car. And I was just like, damn. The fuck going on for three cops to be on this nigga ass? It was four people in the car. They got the driver out. Before they could finish getting him done, two more cops pulling up on them. They got everybody out the car, hands up. I'm like, this is definitely a drug bust. They already knew. Like, I'm just like, bro, y'all are not. The other y'all thing. can't escape this shit. It's it's only so long. Like, if you think you can survive off of fucking trapping, you got to move big. And if you moving big, you going to get caught. And you might get caught where you can't get out. You moving this fentanyl and shit? They giving one point five million yeah. bonds, and I'm gonna keep this part of it in. Ain't no bonding company in Huntsville can get you out, buddy. Hell no. And who you got? Who you know got one point five million? That's a hundred and fifty thousand. That's gonna take a village. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the motherfuckers that got that shit ain't from here. So if you fuck up. Ladies, if you fucking with a weed dealer, you are not fucking with a drug dealer. You're fucking with a low-level street uh, bum. bum. A bum. <laughs> a fucking bum. No matter what bullshit he tell you, he's a fucking bum. Bum. It's bum behavior, bum activity, bum bank account. Dabbling in bum activity. <laughs> <laughs> that is what y'all are doing. Speaking of fucking bums, 
uh, have you been keeping up with the T.I., Tiny, and King saga? Yes. The, uh, the Harris multi, uh, multi-universe? Yep. Bro, okay, so that first clip that went viral was when it was uh, T.I. and King getting into it at the Falcons game. And uh, Tip put him in the headlock because King talk about people disrespecting him and he going to uh, stand on business, which, side note, mm-hmm. standing on business going to get y'all niggas killed. So y'all overusing stand on business. Y'all saying one. it every, I hate that fucking phrase. I hate it. I use it ironically because motherfuckers be talking about like, if they, uh, Get turned down for a loan. I'm a stand on business. Yeah. A nigga. That's not what. Shut up. But yeah, that whole standing on business shit gonna get y'all niggas killed. Cause y'all be fucking with the wrong one. King is lucky he was just talking to his daddy. Literally. Even though I believe his daddy would kick his ass for putting his hands on his old, on a uh, tiny. Oh, for sure. Young niggas, if y'all are listening, one thing y'all gotta realize. As even if your parents ain't together, at one time your mama was that man's old lady, and he will fight for his old lady. And if you disrespect him as his son, he will kick your fucking ass. And the and the wrong nigga might kill you for disrespecting him and disrespecting his old lady. Word of advice. <laughs> As an older nigga now, as an elder statesman in niggadom. These young niggas got too much confidence, bro. They, hey, bro, King be, look, I ain't gonna hold you. If my daddy was T.I. and I'm in Atlanta, I'm gonna be talking crazy too, if I'm young. But he the only one of T.I.'s kids to be talking crazy. Yeah, he been, he been wilding out a lot lately. With them big ass teeth. Oh my god! That boy got some chompers on him. Like, is that why he mad? Maybe that's why he mad. Right, he mad at the dentist because the dentist wasn't standing on business. Those teeth. <laughs> <laughs> His mouth is so fucked up he can't even close it. And he ain't got no top lip, so they just be sticking out that motherfucker. You can't even close your mouth, and it's not even on some like overbite shit like they just fucked your shit up you remember in Dennis the Menace the movie where uh, Dennis replaces the dentures yeah with chiclets yep chiclet mouth is a king right now literally them big ass teeth Mr. Wilson had a (laughs) mouth full of fucking (laughs) piano Um, but yeah, King been acting out and I, I I already know it's because he he doesn't feel like he's as successful as his other siblings. But you got it. So he's he's taking shit personally, but at the same time it's like look at what they doing though. Look at how they're going about things. They all are doing <laughs> their own thing in their own way. And none of them are hiding from the fact that they are Clifford Harris's kids. But they're using that to their benefit to get on their grind. Yeah. Everybody's talking about um, they really feel sorry for King because they can tell T.I. and Tiny weren't real parents for him and they weren't really there for him like they should have been. And I'm like, I understand that. But even T.I. pushed back against that. I'm sorry. I, I, 
No, you're good. I push like even T. I pushed back against that. He was like, "Bro, you used to be crying to go over your grandmama's house because that's where like like King was explaining that complex thing. He was like, I could go over my grandma's house and there's kids in the neighborhood. We playing football, we playing basketball, shit like that. Instead of being at that big ass house when no nobody else except for your brothers and sisters." Mm-hmm. But the thing you can see is every one of T.I.'s kids figured out how to make that shit work for them. They all seem to be a little introverted. Uh, yeah. Messiah is goddamn Jimi Hendrix. Literally. <laughs> Domani is uh, J. J. Cole. <laughs> Deja is just pretty as hell and figuring out what she gonna do. Uh, what's the other one? Zanique. Yeah, she she a mommy now, and she's an artist. Uh, and major is in the books, like he just a little nerd. And then baby girl is just baby girl. She out here with the vocals too, though. Yeah, but King got to figure out his niche. But motherfuckers be trying to make excuses for motherfuckers that dabble in bum activity, and yeah. King dabbles in in bum activity. Arguing with people at Waffle House, bum activity. Yeah, and I just, I just, I don't know. I just have a hard time, like, being on the side of these kids that had access to so much, but wanted to be on the side of struggle. Yeah, or act like they from the hood. You are the like, son of two amazing artists in their home city. And they might not have been able to be around for as much as you wanted. That also just comes with being in the industry, being a musician. Happens with a lot of people's kids that are celebrities, whether they musicians, actors, writers, directors, whatever. Like, I get that. Maybe you feel like there was some points or times where you were neglected but to like to take that with everything else that you have been given in the way that you've been brought up and try to just like use that as a, as a reason or as an excuse to try to say that you've been struggling and your parents didn't do for you or whatever whatever it's just like get the fuck out of here you old enough now to where you can start doing things for yourself with the foundation that your parents gave you. Bro, if you gave me two parents that are Grammy-winning artists and some of the greatest artists of their generation, with all the money they got and all the resources they got in Atlanta, and you ain't making shit shake, that's on you, homie. Your oldest brother. I saw a video of Messiah playing multiple instruments. Record, like he played every song. I mean, he played every instrument on all the songs he was making. He played drums, the keys, the guitar. That's you sitting in your room practicing. That's literally you being dedicated to what you want out of something. You got all the resources in the world. You just got to make something shake. Yeah, and you can't blame shit on nobody else and you can't expect 
for everybody to give you everything like that's what I think the problem is is you're so used to getting everything that you want and you're not right now and so you're you're mad yeah did you see the video of uh where T.I. asked King who was the greatest uh rapper turned actor yeah and he didn't know Will Smith was a rapper yeah and then he was like what song he got out right now and I'm just like and T.I. was just like, what did he, he, like, King compared him to somebody. He was like, that's like telling me Nick Cannon was a rapper. And, and T.I. was like, no. It's no, not, it's not. Not at all the same. Like, he was like, no. He's the first rapper to ever win a Grammy. And then plus, I'm tired of these little niggas shitting on Will Smith. Will Smith is one of the greatest rappers of all time. The fact he did that shit without cussing to, amazing. Rappers know that. These new niggas, don't know that. And that's why their music sucks. I hate new rap. Same. I like, and I love rap. I breathe it. It's my first love. These new motherfuckers, I don't know. I can't. Like, even with the girls, I just feel like we turning and burning new rappers for one. Like, yeah. I don't feel like anybody is truly being like fully developed as an artist. Like we are letting these people come out here, put out hits, get famous on TikTok. Then we just start putting them in social media spaces. Everybody just doing interviews or this and the third. And then like we're supposed to just start following all of their music. And I'm and I'm I can't I can't. Why is too much? Why is Mariah the scientist doing arena tours? The same as Ice Spice. Honestly, any of these new people. Except my baby girl, Flo Millie. Flo Millie. She's standing on business. <laughs> Flo Millie is standing on business. But like all the new Aisha's, the one who do the pasta and lobster song. Like, yeah, we are calling these people rappers too soon. You got one song out that we know of. And now we're just supposed to respect you as a full-blown Artist. rapper like rapper is your title and you're doing art arena tours and you're just rapping over the, uh you're not even rapping over the instrumental you're rapping over you're the rapping song over the track absolutely not that shit is unacceptable skilla baby uh who else is new out here that's just like just got these fucking viral singles i think sexy red has push past that now because she got enough songs to wear like she has a catalog she has an ep worth of singles and then she just dropped a, a deluxe i know it's not you don't like her music per se that's a star though i don't mind it i just feel like um it's a little bit redundant like i want i want i've been wanting her. <laughs> variety you know what i'm saying but i think she actually could become a better artist but yeah also, we're going to briefly touch on this. Niggas got fetishes for a pregnant woman. But look. <laughs> <laughs> this is facts. And I've heard every woman that's ever been pregnant tell me that. So, yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the funniest shit I saw about uh, the T.I. thing. T.I. and King thing. People were like, man, T.I. got every type of Atlanta nigga in his household. <laughs> he got the RT ass nigga. Literally. 
He got the conscious rapper nigga. He got the wild and out light skin nigga. <laughs> he got the nigga that don't bother nobody. <laughs> it's like they say it's like Ti it's Ti variants. He ain't got sons. He got variants. It's literally just like all the split personalities of Ti, right? <laughs> Because even formed and fleshed out into humans. Like I remember, remember MTV Diary, where they used to go like a day in the life or whatever. I remember on Ti's at the end of the night, uh, in his hotel room, he was watching uh, Crossroads on CMT. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is my favorite show." You see that shit with like Messiah liking all these different types of music, and then also later that night. T.I. went to Waffle House and was wilding out with locals. King's wild ass doing the same shit. <laughs> they they daddy, bro. And they all look just like him. Except for King. King look just like his mama. For sure. And that's the only time that that is not a good thing. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not working in his favor. He could honestly look exponentially better if he got his teeth situated correctly. <laughs> You know it's sad. I don't know if they have to do jaw surgery to to realign his shit and get his yeah, teeth in the correct position. But how bad could his teeth have been for these big Mister Dink ass teeth to be in his mouth? I'm really wondering because didn't he have braces at some point? I feel like I remember King with a mouth full of braces. I think that's that's how I always picture King in my head. I don't know if he just had big ass gums. But I always feel like he had braces. I don't know if that's like Mandela syndrome where you like. Yeah, well, we just imagined it. Right. But it wouldn't. Let me Google it. That, that big ass mouth. <laughs> Man. There's some teeth. There ain't even no teeth. He lucky when uh Tip put. No, Tip lucky when he put him in that headlock. He didn't bite down them chompers on his his arm. Because <laughs> took a chunk out of that nigga's arm. King Harris braces. Also, in my deep dive of the multiverse of T.I., I had no idea that King's real name is Clifford. He's oh, Clifford wow. Harris III. I didn't know that either. Yeah, he did used to have braces. Like, what happened? <laughs> Hold on, I'm waiting for this picture to, uh, the resolution to settle. They called him Teeth Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did have braces. See, that's oh, the great. king I remember. I'm like, okay, yeah. But look at his teeth then. Like, his teeth didn't even... How did... How do we get to where we are now? Because nothing looks misaligned with his jaw. No. He didn't have that much of a protrusion the way he does now with these fat-ass fucking teeth. He actually looked more like his dad then, too. Like, now... His mouth looks huge. <laughs> he looked like he belonged on the Big Mouth cartoon. Every time I see him, I see that shit. Like, he do like a Big Mouth character. That nah. shit's scary. 
And he too young to have them big ass teeth. You too young to be this scary. <laughs> they call that nigga the mulatto menace. <laughs> Oh my god! Speaking of other Atlanta shit, have you been watching any of the Young Thug trial, bro? <laughs> All of the Twitter memes are killing me, bro. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I gotta play the clip. I gotta play the clip. The Twitter memes have been killing me, but yeah. So Young Thug is on trial in Georgia. He's on trial uh, for the Rico case because, you know, YSL, Young Slime Wife, which we all know is Young Slime Wife. Not Eve St. Laurent. Despite what his lawyer, like, I can't tell if his lawyer is just full of shit or he know Atlanta court system is just full of shit. Literally. Because I don't, I can't tell if he's just is malpractice or is malpractice because Atlanta is just full of shit because that prosecutor seems like the worst attorney ever. In this last week alone, I have considered maybe I should be an attorney. It's a lot of dumbass fucking lawyers out here. I can't be no worse than these niggas, bro, especially the, the celebrity representative ones. I just be like. So y'all just be taking this money and running, huh? <laughs> and then like, I feel like when they be uh, when they have black clients, they be putting on like a show. It's almost like some church play shit. Like uh, niggas love acronyms. Oh yeah, I've long understood that. Like niggas love acronyms and acronyms rhyming. Be on t-shirts, albums, <laughs> <laughs> church programs. What it like? It, they be the names of church groups. <laughs> we love an acronym. It is deep in Negro to, <laughs> to love an acronym. It's like our way of having a dictionary almost. Right. It's like, let me show you all the words I know. We finna repurpose this word <laughs> for we, some shit that pertains to us. We gonna push down, shake it together, <laughs> run it over. <laughs> And over and over into the goddamn ground. Shabbat shalom. <laughs> Hallelujah, Shabbat. <laughs> Taha means to. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, niggas love a freaking acronym. We love to spell some shit out and tell you what it mean, honey. Right. And then we, all right. I remember at my auntie's funeral a couple weeks ago, they made an acronym. I was like, oh. It was sweet. The lady meant it because she loved my auntie. So I, but I was just like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> but like, please get this lame shit away from me. Right. I don't hear another goddamn acronym for the rest of my fucking life. Uh-huh. But this is Young Thug's uh, lawyer. Some of you read books about Tupac and what it meant to be thug life. Thug life, the hate you give little infants, Fs, everyone. Meaning discrimination and racism hurts all of us. We teach that to our kids. That was not 
but it's thug meant to Jeffrey. Thug meant and means to Jeffrey something very personal. It was his path. If he could ever make it as a musical artist and help his family, himself, and his many others out of this endless cycle of hopelessness, he would be truly humble <laughs> under God. Why is he speaking <laughs> so slow? Like, sir, please calm down. That nigga act like it was the deepest shit in the world. Like, uh, bruh. You're drawing this shit out, trying to make it deep when it's not. That's the problem. Like, you pulled that shit out your ass. They hu- truly humbled under God is not what thug <laughs> means, nigga. I don't give a fuck what they try to tell you. They should have panned the camera to Thug's face right. when he said that shit. Like, I feel like it should have been like an office episode where it's Jim be like third breaking the third wall like <laughs> I don't know about nigga, that nigga what <laughs> but yeah he also said YSL like you said E Saint Laurent and he talked about that was the luxury clothes they were going after he said that when they threw up the B sign for blood it was actually a P for pushing pos- pushing, pushing positivity. <laughs> Which is for pushing positivity. Bro, that sounds like some shit the cool teacher try to yeah. try to do for his fifth grade class. What was the Hillary Swank movie, Freedom Writers? Yeah. Like that sounds like some shit we'd be like, Yeah. What it means is pushing P. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be hip. It's always that scene where they teach her how to dance. <laughs> Bill Burr has a stand-up <laughs> where he talks about like the white savior movies and it's the funniest shit in the fucking world. I love when white people do shit like that. Like when they break down white bullshit. Like, yeah. Please he, clown yourselves. Also, Bill Burr is married to a beautiful black woman. Yes. And so that's what be getting him right. Also, they said that slime was a reference to Lil Wayne. Nigga, we know gangs exist. Why? America is a joke. It really is. America is a fucking joke, bro. And it's like a bad TV show. Like, you got these white dudes trying to convince this jury that all this gang shit is made up. But then you also got the prosecution looking like dumbasses. Like... The judge got onto the prosecutor because she didn't submit all her uh, slides, and they didn't find out until it was time to do it. Like it's just a lot of mismanagement going on in Atlanta. Like y'all ain't serious about this shit. Just let Thug go home, man. Fuck it. Y'all just wanted to take that man money because he had to pay top dollar. How mad would you be if you paid top dollar? taller for a lawyer and he was like all right i think i came up with an acronym (laughs) truly humble (laughs) under god not just an acronym but some shit that i'm gonna use before the judge right i came up a whole little speech i think you'll like it he couldn't have ran that by the that's all i was gonna say like it'd be different if he ran it by him but imagine being surprised with that shit like 
Nigga, what? <laughs> you think that's gonna help me win? <laughs> you ain't discussed this sucker shit with me. What is going on? That is definitely sucker shit. Truly, Truly humble under, under God. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the name of the episode. I need to. I got to get real deep in my brain, but make it fast and come up with another acronym for thug that references this bullshit. I can't right now, but I'm gonna think of something. I'm gonna think of something. <clears throat> I had saved a whole bunch of them. Cause like those memes on fucking Twitter had me fucking dying. What it was some of them, one of them gotta be uh episode title. <laughs> and honestly, even using that acronym, it doesn't even fucking fit. With his name, it no. doesn't fit. Young, truly hum- humbled <laughs> under God. Somebody said YSL is for young servants of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we need an episode title YSL. Slime, seeing Lord in my everyday. <laughs> Your suburban. Uh. Damn, what's the L word for us? <laughs> Your suburban liabilities. <laughs> Your suburban leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this shit is just wild. Like, I wonder has being an adult always been this fucking ridiculous <laughs> or is it just like or is it like the memes always say like millennials are just an unserious generation like that lawyer's gotta be a millennial to come up with that bullshit Bro, cause that shit was unserious if I ain't never seen it I'd be so mad if my fucking lawyer came up there somebody said YSL you should leave <laughs> 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 you need to leave <laughs> bro niggas are funny especially in situations like this bro like you just can't make this shit up that nigga really got in front of a <clears throat> trial this nigga's facing life in prison fuck oh no So my lights just went out. I don't know what the fuck just happened. I paid my bill. <laughs> yeah, it ain't no storm. What the fuck? The power goes out at our building a lot. It's trying to come back on. What the fuck happened? It was very random. I know, right at the end of our episode, too. So now we're just sitting in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, because we were joking. God was like, "All right, y'all talk all that shit." Maybe it's we got to leave YSL alone. Maybe they are <laughs> truly young servants of the Lord, <laughs> operating in mysterious ways. <laughs> oh, we 
<laughs> we done fucked around and had the wrong people in our mouth. Right. Maybe Thugger is God's favorite. Thugger, I was trying to um, at least see like one more quick happening that was going on this week other than oh, Beyonce. Auburn and Bama. Oh. Bro. Look. I'm going to let you talk first. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> so that entire game, I just knew. I'm like, bro, they got it this year. I had resolved in my spirit. I'm like, bro, it sucks. But it is what it is. They got it. Like, we couldn't do shit right. And the more and more it went on, I was just like, I mean, it's another game in the Plains. That's what happens. And then fourth quarter started. And then all the magical shit that usually be happening in y'all favor was happening in Bama's favor. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? That muff punt <sighs> is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen happen against y'all. Because usually, like I said, that shit be happening in the favor of y'all. I still thought y'all were going to win the goddamn game. Especially after Milro uh, crossed the line of scrimmage with that uh, forward pass. I was like, oh yeah, we lost this shit. Bro, 40 seconds. 40 seconds, 4th and 31. And he did a cross-the-body pass, a dime to the end zone. 40 seconds. Bruh. I have seen so many videos from Auburn fans that were filming it thinking this is about to be epic. Like, y'all were about to win. Because, I mean, everybody in the stadium thought y'all were about to win. It is just very hard to be an Auburn fan sometimes, but like a Cowboys fan, I must remain faithful. That's true love. Because, yeah. But I was like I am right now without words. <laughs> very my, stressed. My brother is like, you gonna call it, uh, talk shit to Kim? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Cause I would be fucking sick. Bro, I was literally sitting in the living room, the exact same place that kick six happened. Everybody in this house, except for Chance, was a Alabama fan. And that shit happened and all of us were sick. And Chance was trying not to like gloat. And like he had a neighbor that went to Auburn then and they started yelling outside. They're like, go be with your people. <laughs> That was some kick six type of shit. Kick six still brings, like, triggers me. Because it's like you at the end of the game and you know you got it. And then you don't in a matter of seconds. And it's just robbed from you. And you're just stuck. It can't be turned around. It can't be turned around. And then the other thing is, like, I worked uh, last Saturday. And I got off at 4. So the game started at 2.30. Every Alabama game or every Auburn game, streets are dead in in Huntsville. Iron Bowl is a different level of quiet. Yeah. Everybody in this state is watching the game. People get to where they need to get early and they sit the fuck down when the game come on. Yep. And they're not leaving that spot until the game is over. 
it's just different here. And if you don't live here, I don't think you understand that. It's the greatest rivalry by far. Because for a whole year, you got bragging rights. Yeah. But goddamn, I thought y'all had that shit. But we, <sighs> Bama fans have felt the pain because, like, kick six. They were playing that shit all fucking game. That was the other part of it. That's why I was like, all right, I guess they just got it. They can't play fucking uh, reviews of uh, kick six. Yeah. And, it, like, there was some foreshadowing, too, because Bama has not had the best season this year. They have not had the typical season that they have. It's not been like just closeout games. Yeah, it's, it's been a whole bunch of bullshit. Um, so there, like, there was one like kind of ominous foreshadowing video that I posted on Instagram the day before, and the dude narrating was all like, you know, what's happened here before will happen again, blah blah blah, and I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be it. Like, we got that. Well, for one, going into the Iron Bowl. I feel like both sides, obviously, we show our our pride, our confidence. Uh-oh. Oh, I think we're about to lose power. But keep on. No. Um, obviously, we show our pride, our confidence, but it be a certain level of nervousness and anxiety on both sides because Iron Bowl is such a toss-up. No matter how good Bama is that year, no matter how good Auburn is that year, you just never know what's going to happen when both of these teams get in front of each other. It just means more to both of us. So it's already just like this level of like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. like, uh, do we got it? I don't know. I think we do, but I don't know. And it never goes away till the game's over. Never. To the very end of the game. Because even when you think you got it, some shit can go down. And that's exactly what happened for us. I'm sorry, friend. I really mean that. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe.